You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning. It's good to be here. Um, thankful and grateful that you are here. And um, I'm, I'm very thankful for the grace of God, <laughs> for our Bibles, for our friends, um, for all the, all the ways that God helps us through his Holy Spirit and um, gives us strength and gives us help, gives us comfort to go through all the things that are happening um, in this world and in our lives and um, helping us to see all the things that we personally need to change and um you know, I think uh, definitely this is a time um, that we are reminded of the evil that is in the world and unfortunately the evil that is in our own hearts too. And and um, I am praying for all of you and praying for myself and for our families that 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 we will look to God that we will not ignore what's happening in this world, that um, we will feel a sense of responsibility to act and to speak and to do our part and to even be open to what our part needs to become, what it needs to grow into. And and yet I um, I do know to be able to do that, we have to be close to God. We have to be looking to God. We have to be looking to his scriptures. And, um, you know, I, I have a book of all of Martin Luther King's junior speech, uh, sermons. And um, it's just, it's amazing to me how how he went to God and how much he took the injustices of the world and yet looked in his Bible and found comfort and found reassurance and found hope and found faith and found courage. And um, it just, it's amazing to me that um, God is so real and so practical and he waits for us to talk to him and waits for us to come to him. And he comes to us. He initiates with us first but he he loves us, he cares for us, and he wants to be here with us. And I am so thankful for that. Um, I, I want to begin with um, reading a scripture in Psalm 37. Um, it says, Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. 
For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow and bring down the poor and needy to slay those whose ways are upright, but their swords will pierce their own hearts and their bows will be broken. Let's start with a prayer. Father God, thank you so much for the way that you speak to us, the way that you love us, the way that you um, give us all these treasures in your word, Father, to help us and comfort us and realign us and redirect us, God, to recalibrate and to uh, refocus, God, on your son and to um, focus our hearts, God. Please show us, Father, all that we need to repent of, all that we need to change, all that we need to be for each other, all, all that we need to change, Father. I pray, God, that we will draw close to you, that we will walk with you and talk with you because this is too great for us. Father, I pray, God, that you will help us to love deeply, to love like we have never loved before, to care and to be concerned and to put ourselves in other people's shoes. Father, to draw close to them because we are close to you. Father, help us to be all that you desire us to be, to be like Jesus to this world, and Father, to be willing to suffer for what is right and what is good, and to be willing to lay down our lives, Father, for our friends. We love you, Father. We thank you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> I want to look in Luke 10. Um at um, the Good Samaritan. Um, again, it is so amazing how no matter what we go through in life, scriptures show to be alive. Um, they apply in new ways. They apply in old ways. They apply to our hearts. They apply to the hearts of others. And um, I just, I hope that we can read this and really just put ourselves there, even imagine ourselves hearing Jesus in this situation and looking and hearing and seeing this situation for what it was. Not a story we've heard over and over and over, but a story that was placed in the Bible so that we could look back to it in our time of need. Um, in Luke 10, in verse 25, it says, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. 
You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. He wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his donkey brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for an extra expense you may any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. You know, this scripture, I mean, honestly, just that Jesus in this situation could overlook the fact that this guy wasn't asking because he wanted to know. He was asking because he wanted to trap Jesus. He was asking because he wanted to justify himself. Jesus didn't really directly address that. He, it says that, you know, the teacher came up to him and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And first of all, he's a teacher of the law. He knows the scriptures. He knows what they say. And uh, he says, you know, he says, what is written in the law? What do you read? And the, the man says, well, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, so he had this scripture already. He, he probably wrote out these words on his parchments. He was a teacher of the law. He knew the words that were written in the law. And yet he's asking this question. So Jesus says, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. You gotta love Jesus because he he knows what's going on. He knows what's going on in this man's heart and in his mind. And he says, Okay, well, you know what to do, go do it. 
So then it says, but he wanted, in verse 29, he wanted to justify himself. Um, he wanted to, well, how, how else could we say that? He wanted to make excuses for himself. Um, he wanted, you know, here he goes on, he says, it says, um, who is my neighbor? Okay. Tell me exactly who is it, Jesus, that you want me to love? Who's my neighbor anyway? Can anybody really know who my neighbor is? Is it the guy right next door? Is it the one on the left or on the right? Is it both of them? Who's my neighbor? You know, we ask questions like this because we want to limit the effort we exude. We want to give as little as possible. We want to limit the pain that we could feel. We want to limit our, our uncomfortability to keep it at a minimal. And in, in fact, isn't this what we teach? To have a comfortable life, to have an easy life, to surround yourself with good things and good feelings. This is what we desire. But we ask these questions to justify ourselves. How many people do we have to love? Who is my neighbor? So Jesus addresses it. And he says, a man, he doesn't say what kind of man. He doesn't say what color the man is. He doesn't say where the man is from. He doesn't say what language the man speaks. He just says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. A man. He didn't say your friend. He didn't say your dad. He didn't say your brother. He said a man. A man was going down from Jer Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Um, they attacked him for no good reason. They robbed him down to taking his clothes. They pulled the clothes off his body to keep them, to go sell them, perhaps go wear them. I don't know. They beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. Then it says a priest, which I find interesting that Jesus chose two religious people to use um, 
He could have said a church person, <laughs> a Christian. He could have said a minister. He could have said a really great sister. I don't know. He could have said any one of us. He could have said a re, you know, somebody who is familiar with the scriptures. He could have said somebody who professes to follow the scriptures. But he said in verse 31, a priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. You know, I know we've we've heard this. If you have been in the church for any length of time, we've heard this scripture many times. But it still applies. What do we what do we do when we see our brother in need? What do we do when we see someone beat up? When we see someone's knee on someone's neck, what do we do when we see injustice? Do we pass by on the other side? Because I think for the priest and the Levite, didn't disturb their day. They went on their way. They went on to their, their temple or their synagogue or wherever they were going. Their business. They went on their happy way. But it says that, but a Samaritan, in verse 33, a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. You know, the, the thing that, comes to my mind is it says when he saw him he took pity on him um you know i think of something will smith said recently and i don't think it's an exact quote but it was basically racism is not new it's just now filmed we can see it we can feel it. It's before us. It's in front of us. We can see it. Um, but it says that he came where the man was. He went towards him. Not around him. Not across the street. Not straight forward. He went towards him. And it says that when he saw him, when he looked at him, he had pity on him. He felt for him. He cared that he was laying there, beat up and bruised. And he didn't stand far away and think, huh, I wonder what he did. 
I wonder if he deserved that beating. That's not what he thought. He went toward him. And it says that he took pity on him. He went to him. He bandaged his wounds. Um, this man had no wounds. And now, because someone robbed him and beat him, he has wounds. That didn't just happen to him. He didn't just fall down. Somebody gave him those wounds. And here God is putting a man on this road to bandage his wounds. To probably use his own oil, since everything was taken from the man who was beaten. He used his own oil and wine and tended to him, bandaged him up, began a process of healing him. Um, he was alleviating his discomfort. He was disinfecting his wounds. He was making it so that he could get better. He was helping him. Um, it says that he put the man on his own donkey. He lifted him up. I don't know if he was naked. He didn't have some of his clothes. He was certainly bloody. He was beaten up. This man lifted him up and put him on his donkey and took him to an inn. He took him to safety. He took him to a place where he could be cared for, where he could get better. He was with him. He carried him. He walked with him. He helped him. And then it says the next day he had to leave. So he gave the innkeeper money and said, and if he is, if anything else happens and he occurs any more expenses, I will pay for that too. It wasn't just one day. It was that day, that night. And then he planned on coming back. You know, all of these things that are happening, the one thing that I keep hearing is that people are afraid that this is not, this is just going to be forgotten. I don't want to ever forget this time. And I don't want to ever shut my mouth again. You know, the Bible talks about injustice, that we should speak up. You know, it's, it's very interesting because as I look at the world, there is so much evil. Um, I just saw this documentary on Netflix about Jeff um, Epstein, who 
was a billionaire and he basically abused young girls. And it's deeply disturbing. But it is it is almost incomprehensible to think that this is happening in our world, that he was someone's neighbor, <laughs> that he was doing this stuff in secret. The evil, when I, when I see this evil, when I see this, um, this insidious evil, it makes me so angry. I, I, I cannot imagine how angry I would feel if I had been going through this since I was born. How angry I would be. How, how many times would I express myself poorly because I'm so angry? And because I don't feel like anyone's listening to me, I would be mad. And I think God is mad. And I think God is speaking to us. And I think God is waking us up to realize there is evil in this world. Do not stay in your bubble. Do not think that if you stay in your own house, you will be okay. It makes me think of Esther, what he said to Esther, what Mordecai, or uh, I think it was Mordecai that said to Esther. Do not think that deliverance is not coming. It's coming. And woe to you if you are not part of that deliverance. Um, going back to this scripture, in verse 35, it says, The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three, this is Jesus, do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. I don't know what he did with this information. I don't know if he was cut to the heart. I don't know if he was going to be uncomfortable with this call. But you know, in verse 37, Jesus says, or, um, sorry, yeah, end of verse 37, Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Go and do like the Samaritan, the good Samaritan. Go and do likewise. Listen, care, be uncomfortable, sit in uncomfortable, <laughs> sit in uncomfortability, put yourself out there, 
love your neighbor, care about your sister, care about your brother. This is not about politics. Jesus addressed this. This is about doing what's right. This is about living out our Christianity. Um, he, he wants us not to just say we believe. Not to have a Christianity that is comfortable. Really, that Christianity looks nothing like Jesus' Christianity. Being comfortable is not part of the plan. Being uncomfortable is what Jesus did every day. Living his life for others, speaking to others, helping others, healing others. This is what Jesus did. So I, I uh, leave you with this. Be a good Samaritan. Love your neighbor. Love each other. Listen to each other. Care for each other. Um, I'll be praying for you. Praying for myself. And praying that Jesus' word will be more real and more obvious to more people. I love you. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit metrolaregion.com.